You're listening to Meeting Pod, the podcast powered by Meeting Place, the premier magazine and news source for the meat and poultry processing industry, and Alt Meat Magazine, the only business information resource for the exploding alternative meat industry. Hi, I'm Julie Larson Brisher, Science and Technology Editor for Meeting Place Magazine. Welcome to Episode 49 of Meeting Pod, where we're talking outstanding worker safety and health programs with Tyler Parlier, Regional Safety Manager at Case Farms, a fully integrated poultry farming and processing group of dedicated individuals working together to produce consistent quality poultry products. With operations in Ohio and North Carolina, Case Farms processes 3.8 million birds per week, has over 3,300 dedicated team members, and produces in excess of 1 billion pounds of fresh, partially cooked, and frozen for export poultry products each year. As regional safety manager, Tyler is responsible for worker safety programs and training at Case Farms' North Carolina operations. Previous to his current role, Tyler was the complex safety manager for Case's Morganton location for seven years. He was responsible for managing and maintaining the safety programs and providing safety training to more than 900 employees, all while ensuring the Morganton location was compliant with government occupational health and safety standards. Tyler and the Morganton team achieved the 1 million man hours without experiencing an OSHA recordable lost time accident on three different occasions during his tenure as the facility safety manager, most recently in July 2021. The Morganton Processing Plant and Shelby Feed Mill both received awards of distinction from the Poultry Industry Safety Council. And in 2020, seven Case Farms facilities were recognized by the Joint Industry Safety and Health Council for their outstanding and consistent implementation of employee safety and health programs. Prior to working for Case Farms, Tyler served in the United States Marine Corps, during which time he deployed to both Iraq and Afghanistan in support of Operation Iraqi Freedom and Operation Enduring Freedom. Welcome to Meeting Pod, Tyler. It's a pleasure to have you as a guest on the podcast today, and I'm sure our listeners will join me in thanking you for your service. Well, thank you so much for having me on. It's a pleasure being here, and hopefully we can get right into this. All right. Well, I want to first congratulate you again on Case Farms' achievements in workplace environmental health and safety. I know you guys don't do it for the awards, but it's well-earned recognition for sure. I'm just wondering, like, how did you get into this field, Tyler? And what's the most rewarding aspect of your job? To be honest, I kind of fell into the field, as, as many people do. I, I started with uh, Case Farms in the sales department, and our plant manager at the time felt I wasn't being utilized to my capacity. So he asked what I thought of safety. And I said, well, I don't really know much about safety. And he's like, well, did you know anything about sales before you got out of the Marine Corps? And I'm like, no. And he said, he said, well, would you be willing to give it a shot for me? And I did. And honestly, I fell in love with it right away. Uh, it's, it's more my alley than sales. I mean, it's the same but different every day. All the time running around, putting out different fires is the best way I can describe it. And the most rewarding part of what I do is getting to send people home, hopefully better than they arrive to work. Obviously, the old saying, send them home the same way, I, I want to send them home better. You know, even if it's something as simple as educating them, 
preparing them to be safer on the job. I want to send them home better. And that all comes to fruition. Just a little thank you goes so far with me. Perfect example, actually, today we have a boot truck here providing uh, safety footwear for our employees. And I mean, even though it's something that we, we as management don't think about, it's just something, you know, we do for our people. And just for them to just say, thank you, this means so much. My previous employer didn't do anything like this. And that right there, I mean, it, it says it's all worth it to me. The thank you alone goes so far. Well, that's that's great. So you're telling us about this is a, that's an interesting aspect of part of what Case Farms does for workers. And so I'm wondering, can you tell us just a little bit more about Case Farms' worker health and safety programs and maybe give us a few examples about how these programs contribute to the company's achievements in reaching employee safety goals? Well, certainly. Um, I mean, the boot program is just, just one of our many programs. We have most of our programs set up as like a, a crawl, walk, run program when it comes to training. So meaning we start small and then we uh, add on. All of our training and programs involve both classroom time and hands-on applications. Some of the programs I myself have been a part of creating since my tenure started here was I revamped our powered industrial truck program for the North Carolina locations. I'm currently working on a new uh, CDL DOT driver program. The boot program was a partnership between me and the other regional safety manager for the company out of Ohio. And all these programs, even though myself and the other regional safety manager create them, they're, they're all approved through our entire management team. So it's not just like, even though we're safety and it's kind of our duty, uh, we want everyone to understand and, and be on board and support us with any of our programs. Well, like you, you just mentioned training, and I'm wondering, that's a big part of your job. So what do you think are the most effective training approaches or tools that Case Farms uses to improve safety awareness and create a habit of safety excellence amongst its team members? I like to think of it as, as never going backwards, always learn from your mistakes. One of the type of trainings we do is considered what we call near-miss training. So if we have an incident, you know, that, that could have resulted in an injury or or something or can, or resulted in a minor injury that was not quite an OSHA recordable, we use those as teaching moments. Uh, anyone, whatever department that happened in, that department on every shift is going to go through what we call like a safety stand down training, be told what happened, how we plan to prevent it from happening again. Something else we also do is information sharing. Myself, the other regional safety manager, and the other location managers for safety all have a weekly conference call where we discuss all of our near misses, all of our recordables, anything like that. At each location, our processes are similar, but that doesn't mean they're exactly the same. But they're close enough to where if we have an incident at one location, the other three locations can learn from that incident and prevent that incident from happening at the other three. Lastly, the, the best part of training and, and, and both programs both is constantly adapting to the process changes. Uh, this I've been in the Morgan location for just shy of 10 years, and we've probably changed processing equipment three or four different times in that 10 years. And obviously, anytime equipment changes, programs have to change. Training has to change. So just writing it once and being done with it doesn't work. You have to constantly adapt and change your programs and your training methods to stay ahead of the curve. So Tyler, 
Is there one best practice that you would highlight out of the kinds of training programs that Case Farms currently utilizes that make them more effective? I would say that the the best practice is follow up. Follow up with the employees you're training. I can sit here all day, put together a training program, and just think, you know, this is the bee's knees. You know, my my employees are going to be better trained than anyone. Once you put that training program uh, into effect, follow up with it. You know, once you've trained your first group of people, follow up with them a week, two weeks later. Do you feel like this training prepared you for what you were getting into? How can we better this training? What do we need to add? Is there anything you were trained on that you feel you don't need to be trained on? What type of PPE do you think would make this position safer? You always, always, always follow up with the people the training affects the most. Yeah, that's good advice. Well, you know, about five years ago, Case Farms adopted a cloud-based software platform for risk and environmental health and safety management to enhance the safety of workers on the job. Can you tell us a little bit about that platform and whether it's had a measurable impact on mitigating incidents and controlling risk? Uh, definitely. The program is called Alchemy, and it's an interactive uh, training tool. I personally think it's it's been very helpful in solidifying our training programs. It's uh, fully customizable, very adaptable. For instance, the, the new hire and annual refresher safety training is actually a PowerPoint program that I put together myself. And we send it to, to the creators of Alchemy, and they can take and translate that into several different languages using the information I provided with them. It's not just some cookie cutter program. So you can actually make the safety programs that this uh, training suite uses. And the way it works is, is pretty awesome. You, you can do it one-on-one, just, you know, you can sit down in front of a computer type interactive training, or you can do like group training. And I, I, I really like the group training better. Because the way it works is everyone's given a a little remote with press buttons. And once the information is provided, there's follow-up questions. And no one can move on until everyone in the group gets the question right. And it'll it'll keep changing the question, moving the answers around, rewording it a little differently. It's not like it's just going to pop up the same thing. But So if you've got a group of six or seven people all six or seven have to get that question right before it'll move on to the next question. So I, I personally like that. It's, it's one way to guarantee that everyone is understanding the information because the way the answers rotate and change, they can't just, you know, I guessed A last time, so I'm going to guess B this time. They have to actually comprehend it to move on. And we utilize it in safety and health as well as our food safety program, which is managed by our quality team. So it's, it's, it's got other benefits outside of safety and health as well. That sounds great. Is there any questions in those types of trainings that kind of surprise you that workers get wrong or right? A lot of times it's just, uh, it, it'll be a simple misunderstanding or the way it was worded. People will, you know, kind of, it's you, you are in front of a screen. So that, that's, that's one thing that, that's not perfect about it. But it's, I like the, the different languages that you can use, that it can translate into, are, are very helpful. And, and most of the time, where we run into issues is going to be some, something lost in the translation. And then all we have to do is get in contact with Alchemy and be like, hey, you know, someone who speaks this language fluently says this isn't worded right. And they're like, okay, boom, and then it's fixed for the next time. 
but generally, uh, it's there. The questions are, I don't want to say they're on a very difficult level, but they're not like, you know, true, false. Is this safe? Is this not? So it's, it's right in the middle of the road to where, you know, you have to at least understand a good part of the material to answer the question correctly. Yeah. Well, hey, what, what excites you most about the equipment, technologies, or advances the poultry industry is making in terms of improving environmental health and safety? Much like uh, many other industries, uh, name of the game is automation. That, that seems to be like where, where we're headed in this industry as well. It has its pros and cons. Some of my uh, coworkers on the production side are not fans of automation because some of it's still lacking the actual yields that manpower can produce. But from a safety standpoint, they, they help cut down a lot of musculoskeletal disorders, which typically have had, uh, we've had a lot of in our industry. We've been very lucky and very fortunate to have very few of those in my time here, and we do several things to mitigate those. We are currently automating a lot of our, what we call back half process, which would be like the legs and backs of the bird. But as far as front half automation, it hasn't quite caught up to what a, what a person can produce yet in the big bird segment, which both the plants I'm over are both big bird. So... The automation, it excites me. We, we combat turnover a lot in our industry as well. And, you know, barring those machines work, they show up every day. So that, that's also a huge, huge plus as well. So uh, I, I'm excited about uh, how far they take this automation process. Do you ever use any data from those automated systems to help you identify like trends where a worker injury might, there might be a point at risk, right? For worker injury at a specific point in the line. Yeah. Where you can use that data to sort of predict and then proactively, right? Try to prevent injury. Um, Most definitely not, not as much the actual uh, equipment, the automation equipment itself. Uh, We use a health-based system uh, we run out of our nurse station called Workplace Integra, and it tracks, it, we, all of our injuries are logged into it, and to the point where we can go back and we can do statistic-based research on, we can break it down into, you know, as far as what time of the day, what shift, what line on what department, and, and we can, we do a lot of our statistic-based research with that program. I can run it down as far as, you know, like if you if you put in there like it was a laceration, you can go as far as well, whether it was it a knife, was it scissors, was it did they get cut on the equipment? I mean, it's amazing what this program can do for us. And so, and like I said, any type of reported injury is logged into that. And the nurse we have in the Morgan location started right around the same time I did, so I know for a fact we've got nine years worth of data in that system already that we can go back and look at. Well, that sounds great. And, you know, if you let's, let's say if you could share just one tip for creating an effective employee safety and health program, or give us a takeaway from your experience as a safety manager, what would it be and why? Biggest tip I can say is involve everyone from the top down. Most importantly, those, the programs and the training effects, like I said earlier, for instance, this driver policy I'm putting together. I'm actually working more with the drivers than I am any of our management team because they're the guys out on the road 45 hours a week. So 
they're the ones in the truck. I, I myself am not a CDO holder. I, I do not drive the truck. I don't pretend to know what these guys do, but I take their input and I start my programs there instead of just, you know, research based on what I think I know. I, I go right to the source, the guys that, that deal with this stuff day in, day out. I build my programs from there first. And, and then I always try to explain the why before I explain the how. Whenever it comes time to input a new program, why, why do we need this program? What is this program going to prevent? What is it going to solve? Then you go into how we're going to accomplish that. Because if you just, if you just pump out programs and be like, well, we're going to start doing this. And everyone's like, well, why, why are we doing that? No, they, they all, all employees from, from upper level management all the way to our, our uh, line workers, they need to know the why before they know the how. And as far as a safety manager, never stop learning. That's the one thing I, I love about my position. I'm by no means what I consider an expert, and nor do I think I will ever be because in just my almost 10 years in the field, I can't tell you how many things have changed. Laws, rules, they all change. So just never stop learning, and that's 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 the best advice I can give is just keep uh, keep the thirst for knowledge there. Well, thanks, Tyler, and uh, congratulations again on your contribution to such a great record and to all the Case Farms team members who help keep workers safe every day. And listeners, you can find out more about Case Farms' noteworthy track record of worker safety on the company's website at www.casefarms.com. There you'll also find information on the history of Case Farms and its founding by Thomas R. Shelton in 1986, and about the company's dedication to community involvement and its approach to animal handling and welfare. You can also head over to meetingplace.com and access our technical article archives to get more smart manufacturing advice first published in our poultry processor and other science and technology focused newsletters. Thanks again, Tyler. You've really made the case for worker health and safety today. I can't tell you how much I was very excited to say that pun. And you know, when I was preparing for the podcast today, I found an interesting bit of info in your bio. You're an Oregon Ducks fan. Me too, because I am one. Got my journalism degree from U of O and have been cheering on the quack attack ever since. This are, They're going to be pretty good this year, except for they lost last week. So I guess we're not in the win the day territory like I thought we were going to be. <laughs> no, certainly not. But uh, I'm, I'm an avid Ducks fan. Fell in love with the program when Chip Kelly was there. The, the flash and the speed he ran the offense. And it's I like being different. And I, I work in the middle of a bunch of SEC fans, so I'm always yelling "Go Ducks!" and I'm always wearing my duck gear, and they always know I, I support win or lose. I'm by no means a fair weather fan. I'm I'm in it for the long haul. <laughs> that is so awesome. So I will end this podcast by saying, "Go Ducks!" Always. Thanks for spending time with Meeting Pod today. Remember to tune in on Mondays and get the inside track on the people and processes that power the protein supply. Be sure to subscribe to Meeting Pod on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow Meeting Place and Altmate magazines on social media or visit our websites at meetingplace.com and alt-meet.net. <laughs>